0: Welcome to the Reality Check Podcast, I'm Zachary Phillips. In today's episode, I want to talk about why work doesn't have to suck. I feel like there's this massive misnomer that people just, for whatever reason, subscribe to. They think that work has to suck, and you know, you see it all the time on social media or talking to people. They will complain about Monday or, you know, hope or pray that it's Friday. And it's like they're just counting time, just getting through the hours, getting through the days, just hoping, praying, begging that their work day is over. And to me that's horribly depressing. Um and, and I want to try and dispel some some ideas that suggest that you don't you can't like your work. So First of all, why does it happen? Well, the word work implies that it's not that fun. And, you know, obviously, you now, you know, given the nature of humanity, everyone has to contribute something in order to survive. You know, it just makes sense. But why does that thing have to be something that you don't like? Why does that thing have to cause you mental duress and stress and anger and resentment? Why does it have to be something that you're just counting time or... Going through the motions until the end of the day or the end of the week, just so you can have a couple of days off, or just so you can have, like, you know, a few weeks off at the end of the year. I don't think it has to be like that. And here's why I think that people get stuck in ruts. We get stuck in comfortable ruts, as in we're not 100% happy in the work life or the relationship, whatever we're doing, but it's comfortable, so we accept it. Or we get stuck in the rut of having a bunch of money. You know, if you're on an income that's of a certain amount, let's say it's 50,000 a year. And then you start disliking your job or, you know, there's a coworker that you can't stand anymore or whatever happens. And you start feeling like you want to leave. But if you leave, you'll be unemployed for a while and you will run the risk of not getting that same amount of money the next time you start, you know, when you find another job. But the question is, is does it really matter? Now, Obviously, there's a base level of money that everyone needs to earn, but beyond that base level, and it'll be different for everyone, you know, depending on where you live and your family situation and all that sort of stuff, but beyond that base level, it's all just gravy. But, you know, I'm speaking from experience. I was on a pretty decent wage working full-time and with some part-time jobs after that as well, and I was doing about maybe 55 to 60 hours a week, but I wasn't that happy. However, I'd gotten used to the lifestyle of earning that much money, and that meant that I could afford better food, I could go out more often, I could buy better clothes, and I could just live a more frivolous existence. You know, I, I look around my house and I see some of, the, some of the things that I purchased then, and you know, I wish I had that money in my pocket now, because man, those items are just useless to me. But at the time, they seemed like necessities. And I guess I had the money to justify those expenses. You know, I didn't have to question as much the desire or the need. I could just, you know, oh, that thing seems cool. I'll get it. And that's because, you know, back then there was two incomes coming to the family, myself and my wife, and we didn't have a child. So we had, you know, more disposable income. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that, a lot of those things weren't necessary. However, at the time it felt necessary. And, you know, to a more extent, this didn't happen with me, but it happens with a lot of people. They'll, they'll get a job and they'll get a raise and, you know, they get, keep earning more money, but as they do, their expenses go up. Maybe they get a new car loan or a house loan or something like that. And what happens is, is the expenses go up along with their income and thus they can't afford to quit, they can't afford to change, because the repayments on the property and the car and all that sort of stuff would eat them up. Luckily, I didn't fall into that trap, but there was still a mental trap there. So, when I decided to reduce my workload to the bare minimum, you know, now I only do about three days a week of quote-unquote work, but the rest of my time spent on writing and pursuing my, pursuing what I want to be doing with my life. I can, I can work the three days and cover the expenses. Now that being said, it's, you know, it's a poor, it's a poor existence. I I can't afford that much, but now I've got the time to do more writing and do more content creation and all that sort of stuff. But the thing is, is, am I in a better place? And I would say unequivocally, yes. My mental state has significantly improved and I'm enjoying my life. I'm enjoying my life a lot more because, well, for one, I've got more time, but two, I'm living it with some meaning. And those three days of work, I'm still doing the same sort of work that I used to be doing. I'm, I'm a high school teacher. But because it's part-time and... I found a workplace that I enjoy working. I'm actually, the work itself has gotten better. My point of sharing this story is to show you that it can be done. If you've got a dream that you want to pursue, you can do it. You've just got to take the leap and cop the loss. So for me, it was a significant change in quote unquote lifestyle because I couldn't afford to go out as much. I can't just frivolously spend on clothes or technology or, you know, any of the random crap that I used to spend it on. I just, I just don't have that money. And whilst it's restrictive, it also shows me what I actually value in life. I don't need all of those things to survive. So if you're looking around and you're contemplating pursuing your goals and pursuing your dreams, be aware that a lot of the stuff that, is holding you back, a lot of that going, well, I won't be able to do this, I won't be able to do that, a lot of that won't matter, and in fact, you won't even really miss it, because if you're starting to follow your dreams, that that's where the gold in life comes in, that's where the, that's where the joy is, you know, what else is there to do in life other than pursue your dreams, if you really think about it, I got fed up with the idea of working full time, and with the goal of making money just to survive into a life or survive until an age that I could retire. What's, what's the point in that? You know, what's the point in just marking time and going through life just to die? I, that thought became too overwhelming and I had to change. But I can hear people saying, well, I can't afford it, you know, I've got this problem, I've got that problem, there's family, there's, I'm sick, or my family's sick, or, you know, I've got mortgage repayments, I've got credit repayments, I've got all this sort of stuff. Look, I get it. But my counter to that is this, there will always be issues. There will always be problems, there will always be people saying that you can't, there will always be reasons saying that you can't. If you wait two years, if you're waiting for this ideal time, that time will never come. Because in two years' time, or five years' time, or ten years' time, there'll be reasons that you can't do it then. Maybe the problems that you've got now will be gone, but you'll have new ones. You know, five years ago, if you had have done this change five years ago, where would you be now? Would you be concerned about all of the little things that you're worried about now, or would you just be over it and just happy that you've made the change? You know, like, how many times in your past have you gone, man, I wish I had started this earlier, I wish I had taken up this hobby, or started working out, or dieting, or reading, or whatever it is, five years ago? What place would you be in now? The same thing is true for making a change of career, or pursuing your dreams in this regard, because if you had have done it years ago, the problems would have been gone, and you would be over it. Now, that thought, of course, doesn't, doesn't help you overcome the problems that you've got, But if you're aware that you're always going to have problems and that everyone that's made a change has dealt with their problems that seemed overwhelming at the start, you know that you too can begin to overcome your problems. Because if someone else can do it, most likely you can. And let's say you've got a specific problem, like like you're struggling with debt. Or, yeah, let's go with debt. There are books out there that you can that you can read to help you to overcome issues with debt. For example, I'll Teach You To Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. Now, that's just one example. But if you've got that problem, you can take the steps to educate yourself to get, you know, to to move beyond it and overcome that problem. If your health and fitness is stopping you, look into books, for example, The 4-Hour Body by Tim Ferriss who will cover how to get the body you need or get healthy. If you feel like you don't have the discipline, read Jocko Willink's Extreme Ownership. The point I'm trying to make here is that there's help and resources available for whatever problem you feel that you have. If you're struggling with mental illness, go and see a psychologist or read a good good self-help book. And one that I would recommend would be 10% Happier by Dan Harris or The Happiness Trap by Russ Harris. Now, all of those those books are readily available, and there will be one for any topic that you have. But if you're letting a lack of knowledge stop you, to be frank, that's just laziness. You know, the first step is to look into, well, define your problem. This is my issue. And then find a book or find a person or a resource or something that can help you to get past that. Because if you've got the problem, I guarantee you someone somewhere has dealt with that problem and probably have written a book by it. So, you know, take the step and take that action. With that in mind, I want to get, bring it back to the concept of being in a in a happy rut. The idea of a rut is that you're, you're comfortable, but... You're not hundred percent happy, and the danger here is that you can just be comfortable for the rest of your life and it's like if ten's the maximum happiness and excitement and adventure that you can have zero being the worst five is sort of that mid range not feeling anything you're at a comfortable six and a half you know you you're feeling happy there's nothing really bad happening in your life and you're just sort of you just you're just comfortable you're going by but the problem with the six and a half out of ten life is that it's mundane. There'll always be this feeling of, I could be doing more. I could be following my dreams. I could be, I'm destined to do something beyond what I'm currently doing. So, you know, I'm sort of he- hesitant to to suggest this sort of thing to people because it can make them start to question things, but... You know, if you're not excited to get up in the morning, if you're not excited to do your job, what are you What are you doing? Why, why aren't you taking a step now to change it? It's the, the feeling of mundanity and, you know, if you're not enjoying it even more so, these, these feelings are just going to get more and more and more. It's not like it's going to fix itself. You know, like, I mean, you might be lucky and maybe the person, if there's an issue with the person, they move away. Or, you know, maybe there's some sort of change that will happen. But for the most part, you've got to make the change in your life. If you're not happy in a relationship or a job or whatever you're doing, it's on you to make that change. I think I think a lot of people are sort of, sort of sit there waiting for opportunities to come and waiting for life to happen. But they don't take the actions and the steps that they can themselves to push. They're waiting for something else to change. They're waiting for the, the rain to fall. It's it's like they're it's like they're you know, dying of thirst on a deserted island. And rather than going to the top of the mountain to look to find a river, they're looking up to God and just praying with their mouth open. There's a reason the saying goes, you know, God helps those who help themselves or you know, the harder I work the luckier I am or hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. They're all alluding to the same thing. You've got to put the effort in. You know, the the more the more work that I do, the the more opportunities just seem to pop up for me. And you know, that's externally in the sense of people you know, we're saying, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? I'm like, sure. But beyond that, it's also internally. The more that I'm working hard, the more I feel like I can do more. It's like there's this momentum that is that's coming behind me and pushing me along, the more I just start doing stuff and getting after it. And I suppose I suppose that's something you just have to have to try. There's a book that I would recommend. On this topic it's called the war of art and this book and all the books that i've mentioned i'll put links in uh the comment section so you can click through to amazon and buy them if you like but basically this book suggests that there's a bunch of of reasons and it's grouped into the term of resistance according to the book resistance can come in basically any form and it's it's resistance to you not doing the thing you want to do It'll come in the form of rationalization, as in, oh, I shouldn't do this because of these reasons. And you can rationalise yourself out of doing anything. Nobody that Nobody that accomplished anything was listening to the rational voice in their mind. In the sense that, of course, you've got to, you know, mitigate your losses and make sure you're just not acting irrationally. But is is it rational? Was it rational that we tried to go to the moon? Or was it rational to try and invent the light bulb? trying you know hundreds of different filaments was it was it rational that any famous person would believe in themselves enough that they could become famous and successful probably not resistance will come in the form of of obligations as in I'm obligated to do this I'm obligated to do that and you'll talk yourself out of it it'll come in form of lifestyle as in like I was discussing before I can't afford to go to, to not have less money. I need I, I need this car. I need these clothes. I need these things. Read the book. It really highlighted for me, at least, a whole bunch of different things that were holding me back that I didn't realise. Once once I was made aware of the resistance and the issues that I was having with it, I was able to see through it and sort of basically tell it to shut up. So if you're listening to this and you want to make a change. Do so. And start the process now. You know, don't just don't just call up your boss and quit. But start the process of changing to do something that you actually like. And it could even be within the workplace. Ask to move to a different station or to have some different roles or to work with some different people. You know, all I'm suggesting is is that if you're not happy, take some steps to fix it because if you don't take those steps now you never will however i guarantee you in 5 years time you'll wish that you had you'll wish that you've taken those steps and those actions to start pursuing your dreams to start working in a career that you actually enjoy or at least taking steps to make your life a little bit better thanks for listening if you want to check out my book or blog, or my Share Your Story project, you can head over to my website at zachary And just a final note, I'm going to do an Ask Me Anything podcast fairly soon. So if you connect with me through my website or on social media at Zach P. Phillips, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can ask me any questions you like, and in the next podcast, I'll make my way through them. I wanted to address the things that you want to hear, so please shoot me a message, ask away. And yeah, see you next time.